a percentage of the community has turned around and been pretty toxic. We should just be happy with what we get. If that's what it's going to devolve into, get rid of Minecraft Live. Hello and welcome to Minecraft Lab, where we explore, experiment, and theorize about all things Minecraft. I am Minor Thoughts, and with me is a man who has not announced new wood. The Troj. What? There's no new wood announced. And with us today, our special guest is a man I once told to hold my beer, stand back while I blow myself up. Jurassics. Uh, did you just refer to me as a man? Well, yes. I've been called all kinds of things in Blake. Arrow, lizard, man, shocking. But it's good to be here. Welcome, my friend. Welcome. It's great to have you. I think it's your first time on the podcast. It is. It is my first time. They always say you'll never forget your first. Well, let's make it something to remember. It is that yes. time of year. Yes, it's update time. We uh, got a reveal. That's what we're going to be talking about. Today is the... 1.21 reveal and give our thoughts, our opinions, our concerns, our worries about what we were given. Because just like last uh, last year in 1.20, uh, the update cycle is different. We're getting just tidbits of what is ready, uh, what they've got ready to go. And um, let's get into the discussion of what we saw. What we saw, what we saw was a very different Minecraft live event, I feel. It was very different. Like, tone, the feel, I think the nicest thing I can say about it, it was different. Yes, the uh, the production value was really, really high on this one. It was kind of like a virtual set, uh, I think, about that. Some people, I, I saw on Twitter, around the social media, that some people were thinking this was not really live this is not shouldn't be considered live because a lot of it looks scripted like it was pre-recorded are we getting away from minecraft live alive as it is if that is true then does that give rise to the fact that the mob well the the theory that the mob vote was rigged because i'll admit did not feel like a live presentation to me. It was like okay. a, it was a, a pre-recorded, it felt like a pre-recorded premiere. Yeah, I think uh, it definitely wasn't uh, a live show. And I mean, you could argue that the they pre-recorded every vote outcome uh, and were able to splice that in where required. That's true. It wouldn't be that hard to do that. But overall, as a package... Let's put it this way. For Australian time, it would have required me to wake up at 3 a.m. to watch Minecraft Live and be wowed with what's to come. Due to work commitments, I couldn't do that uh, this year. I thought, I'm not going to watch the fluff. I just want to see what I'm here for. And I think I had to like skip like over three quarters of the video just to get to the new stuff, the interesting stuff. Like That was a lot of fluff that I would ask questions, does it need to be there? Uh, I think this is very much uh, intended for the younger audience. Like a lot of the fluff that was in Minecraft Live was very much for, you know, the the younger audience to sort of give them an idea of what's going on and 
um, you know, it's much easier for them to see things visually rather than understand uh, some of the, the discussion points that are going on. For me, I would have liked to have seen more of what you saw back in the day at Minecon, where you had the different sort of uh, tables where you had the technical community discussing uh, aspects, the Hermitcraft or or SMPs, you know, those different things involved in Minecraft Live. It definitely felt like it was more them telling us than a collaboration of what's going on within the Minecraft community. I see that a lot, that uh, they're getting disconnected from the community, Mojang. And I understand, okay, they were bought by Microsoft. Uh, they're being pressured to put something out every year uh, and other comments I've seen is it used to be to where they just, it wasn't every year, uh, they, they just put something out, put an update out when it was ready. And, uh, but now that they're, uh, bought by a big corporation that they're under pressure to put something out every year and, uh, advertise it. And that's what Minecraft live, uh, seemed to me. It was just promotional stuff. It was advertisement. It doesn't feel like a live event. You know, as we've been saying, it's just a lot of it. Like you said, three quarters of it was just advertisement for new stuff coming out. You know, it was like, I don't know, watching an extended ad. I think two points that both of you raise are really good is Jurassic's Razor. You know, it was aimed at the younger audience. And I think for the most part, I often forget it, but Minecraft does, it does get aimed at multiple different audiences, right from young kids right through to, you know, grandpas like us, so to speak, lack of a better term. So that's actually a really valid point that they're not just going to put out a technical video with here are the things because they want to appeal to the, the young kids with the fluffy and the nice and the funny and all that sort of stuff. For me, I, I think they would have gone to releasing a, uh, a yearly or a regular update anyway, because... If you look back at sort of the interest in Minecraft, it, it does peak and trough with the length of time of updates. And when we have had those updates that have taken longer, then the sort of Minecraft interest has dipped. And then obviously a new one comes up. So I think naturally they probably would have gone into more of a rhythm of a yearly update just before the holidays. That's when they're, the people that they're really aiming the, the game towards uh, are going to be freer to to take advantage of enjoying that update. If Mojang came out, you know, if they just come out and be transparent about it and say, okay, look, we'd like to do the end. We want to make the end special, but we don't know when it's going to get finished. If we didn't do a Minecraft Live next year and we just concentrated on the end, would that be okay? Nope. Uh, because yeah. what's going to happen, you're going to have the community up in arms going, they're lazy, they're lazy. And I've just remembered what my point was that I was going to make before. The community, we've only got ourselves to blame for the fact we're getting less and less information all the time. Because this community has, and I'm going to say it, has a tendency to turn toxic really quickly if they perceive or get an assumption that they're being lazy or they're giving information. Now, I think the best Minecraft live... Now, I'm going to just say, you know, I haven't been a Minecraft player for a long time. So 
Minecons were before my time. I, I never witnessed, watched, or whatever a Minecon. I'm a newbie to the realm, so to speak. But the best one for me was when they did, they announced Caves and Cliffs. And because there was so much stuff, it was interesting. It was jaw-dropping. I think the whole hour and a half or whatever it was, you know, it was a few years ago now, it was just, we're bringing this in. Here's a look. We're bringing this in. That was fantastic. It gave us a taste of what to come. Okay, it took them two, three updates to actually get it all out. But I would prefer that because what we got at this Minecraft Live, even though the, the things themselves that they announced is actually, well, actually, that looks pretty cool. That's pretty interesting, which we'll get into. But there was no substance. I would have felt absolutely ripped off if I had got up at 3 a.m. to watch that, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're right there, uh, Trish. Like the community has, uh, and we also saw it on this occasion as well. That the community has turned against the the developers at times, and and if we're honest, they've they've probably pulled themselves back from giving too much information because when they have given more information and it hasn't come to fruition, the the a large or no. A percentage of the community has turned around and been pretty toxic uh, and not understanding of the the wider uh, environment that's going on. And you know what? We warned about that. If you go back to one of our previous uh, podcasts, we said at the time with the way that it was being, they the developers were being so harassed and abused online for what was transpiring. I think we said, did we not, Miner, that let's hope that Mojang don't go too far back into their shell. And unfortunately, I think they may have. Let's face it, what they announced as the new features came out a week later. So it's not like it was a, a huge announcement of what's going to come for the next update. It was an announcement for what was coming in the next snapshot. Very shortly, you're going to have those features announced, just like they did do. For last year's one, you know, they, they put out the, they did the live and then they, all of a sudden you had, we had bamboo, we had the camels, we had the, the bookshelves in the next snapshot. Great that we're getting that right. stuff to play early, but that's not announcing the next update. That's announcing the next snapshot. If that's what it's going to devolve into, get rid of Minecraft live. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I know some of the decisions they've been made been making lately and uh, we could do a whole podcast on this i think we had planned a podcast on on this uh how mojang is changing uh and minecraft is changing with the decisions to uh change the way the development cycle has been done uh how minecraft live is changing uh and how community events uh you can't do a licensed live event using the minecraft name you know per se there's there's rules behind it now they need to get back to community is what i'm saying that's how i i feel it the disconnect and you're right they've gone into a shell they they've become disconnected in a way if there's any disconnect though it's being driven from the community itself we've we as a community have forced it on them because well, let's face it, you know, the work life is tough enough as it is, right? You go, you go, you do your job, you work the best you can. Any of you working on a, a passion project, like probably many of them are absolutely passionate about this game that we call Minecraft. And then you go online and you see what you're working and you're working dang hard for being absolutely smashed. 
by the community you're working for for free updates. Let's just put that out there as well. It's a 10-year-old game with free updates that we don't have to pay for. 14. Sorry, my bad. Game. My bad. I apologize. Next year. All right. Sorry, my bad. That makes it even (laughs) even worse for us as a community. Um, 14-year-old game, we're getting free updates. What other 14-year-old game do we get free updates for? Right. Oh, what 12-month-old game do we get free updates for? I looked today at uh, my camera account that I purchased many years ago, which I don't use. And seven years ago, I paid £17 for it. And, you know, what game now yep. can you get for even a half-decent game for less than 40 quid? Uh, forty, fifty dollars. I'm not sure how much it is in Australia. Like we are so spoilt, to be honest. I think right. I think I can still remember when my son first asked me, "Dad, can I get Minecraft?" My my friends at school player, can I get Minecraft? And I asked how much it was. Now I can't remember how much it was, but I remember saying to him, "Yeah, no, no worries, go for it." So it wasn't very much. And the fact that we own three, well, actually, of my old cam account, so we own four accounts in this house. We've well and truly got our money's worth, 100%. Now, while, yes, I've been here, I guess, smashing them for the way they've delivered Minecraft Live and it's saying, yes, they have gone back in their shell, but I'm also going to defend them and say, it's the commu- again, it's the community that have forced them to do that because of the way they got treated. And they continue to get treated with this stupidity that was hashtag stop the mob vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do want to get into the stop the mob vote thing just a little bit, but there's there's one creator, uh, bedrock creator that I won't say his name. Uh, <laughs> I'll respect his anonymity, but he is harsh, really harsh on Mojang. Uh, makes a lot of suggestions. Uh, here's my thought: What if, like every other developer out there, EA? Activision, you know, the people that make Call of Duty. What if uh, what if we had to pay for Minecraft? You got the one time and or maybe you had to pay every year. But to get to the new content, just like all those other developers, you had to pay for a season pass to get the new content. You know, you, you could buy the base game, but if you wanted the new content, you had to buy the season pass. And what if Mojang did that? Oh, sure. Yeah, they could hire more people and put more people toward uh, making bigger and better content. But you're right. We are spoiled with what we get it for free content. No season pass involved. You buy the game once and that's it. We should just be happy with what we get. I mean, and with the mobs, Uh, we're given the choice between three mobs they're all great. They were all great this this year. Some better than others, but just be happy with the way you get. I don't see the whole mob vote thing. It's a fun... Like, the whole thing with this, oh, why don't they just put all three in? Okay, but it, it's a fun little thing. It's not meant to be this big, we must have this one. No, it must be this one. It's a fun little gimmick that they have to give the community to have some little say in a little feature that they're going to put into the game. And we're, we're not talking game-breaking, huge gameplay features here. Yeah. Why are we getting so worked up to the point where people are making expose videos? It was rigged. It was it was this. Move on. What you voted for didn't make a cut. Aja, bye-bye. Move on. I don't even think it's that. I think, you know, same as in news uh, 
you know, real life news, uh, they it it gets interest, it gets clicks, so they're gonna do it because it gets them, you know, attention, gets them the the people looking at their content. I don't and, think it's necessarily that they've really got a big problem with it. And like you said, none of them are gonna be game changing. And especially for players like us, like the the building community, the tech community, they're not going to be used. They're much more for the kids, uh, which are or, or those people who are interested in in having mobs in their world. Um, you know, I, I very rarely have mobs anywhere in in my areas at the moment. And I think you've nailed a big nail on the head. I, I don't think it's uh, the be on the end all, but it's a big one is a lot of the hoo-ha comes from those just seeking attention, seeking the clips. And Miner, you said, you know, this bedrock creator that puts his opinions out there and whatnot, it's just for clickbait. It's just to get that attention. That's all it's for, you know, and it's a lot of the negativity stems from that because people want to get views. So they go and generate buzz and then watch it like spread like wildfire. It's all for attention. But I have got to say, we've been now talking for... Uh, quite a while and we haven't even discussed what they actually did announce you're right do you find technology frustrating confusing or just plain unrelatable hi my name's keegan and i'm here to help with that i run a podcast called oversimplified i take about 10 minutes and try to teach you one tech topic a week and I try to make it relatable. For example, what do firewalls and cars have in common? Something like that. So if you want to learn a little bit about technology, understand what maybe people are telling you, or prevent yourself from being scammed, because I have an entire series on that where I take about a minute of your time and teach you how to be safer online, join me. Oversimplified Podcast, available anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's let's discuss uh, what we were given. The crafter, the big thing now is the crafter. Uh, the trials area is uh, say again. The trial chambers. Oh, the trial chambers. Uh, the copper variants. I'm excited about. Uh, and then uh, new mob, the breeze. Do you guys have any thoughts about what we were given so far? Is it enough? I like what we saw. It's got a bit for the tech community. It's got a bit for the builders with the different blocks. It's got a bit for the adventure players and the explorers. It's got a bit of everything. My, my initial thoughts was, ooh, crafter. Uh, that was exciting. That was very interesting. The the block new block variations of tough and copper, as someone who dabbles in the art of building, was very exciting. You know, any new blocks always are. As much as I like the idea of the, this, these chambers, it feels odd to me to be putting into Minecraft a mini game. Now I know we make as players we make mini games, but for the game itself to now have a mini game? I don't know. I'm not against it. It just struck me as a bit of a oh, that's a shift. It's like uh Dungeons 2.0. And we've said this in past uh podcasts that they're slowly going through and kind of upgrading and updating different things uh, about the game. So I see those as like Dungeons 2.0. Uh, I'm hopefully they showed a chest, but they didn't show what was in the chest. So I'm hoping that these trial chambers will give you something good 
that you don't see in like a regular stronghold or uh, nether fortress or ancient city, something unique uh, that is actually usable um, that you can only get there, uh, that it's, I know it's, they're going to be procedurally generated, but uh, something that will get you to continue to go back to these trial chambers and not just do it once, then you're done and, you know, you, you strip the place of copper blocks because you need them, you know. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. I had my first two initial thoughts after seeing the trial chamber announcement was, one, ooh, ready-made copper blocks. That was my, that was my first thought. <laughs> yeah, I but my, the same thing. My second thought was, oh, diamond farm. I, I don't know if there's going to be diamonds. I when, think that's a placeholder. Possibly, but that was where my mind went when out of the thing popped a diamond, out of the spawner. And I was like, have they just introduced diamond farms? Geez, I hope not. I'm hoping not. I really, really, really hope not. They've just increased the uh, spawning on diamond ore. So to me, it would seem a very strange inclusion in in the trial chambers, amongst other things. They have to find the balance of what loot to give without unbalancing other aspects of the game and by this and also making it actually worth your time to go in there to do it and i've been very vocal of this and i think we're going to touch on it on another podcast in the in the near future is they keep introducing things to the game that as mine just said before you do them once and then you're done so hopefully with like, this one it doesn't follow that trend i think they also mentioned that they're going to be quite common in the world which i I really hope not. I hope they're a bit like the Deep Dark. They're not that common, um, but they're easier to find than, say, the uh, the archaeology ruins or, or the ruins. Yeah, they do seem right. to be hard to find, those things. But again, they're not yeah. worth it, though, either. Like, once you've gone in and you've got the yeah. trims from it and you've got the sherds, you don't need to go back and do archaeology. You just don't. That's and, true. Like, even if you, once you've got your two sniffer eggs, you're done. One thing that was mentioned about them that I like, I think is smart, and I think will kind of balance things, uh, prevent people from, you know, farming it in, in a way, is it will scale in difficulty and hopefully loot drop, depending on how many people go in. If people do want to farm things from it, uh, mob drops, whatever, things you get from those spawners because uh, let's face it people will people will find a way to try and farm things but it'll scale if you want more you're going to have to have more people afk i think the implications too for people making mini games around these things is going to be uh very interesting to say the least this last live stream that tango did uh, I saw the wheels turning in his head. He's, oh, he's probably already thinking decked out season three. Uh, so yeah, you're right. Maybe not in the next world, but I think he'll do a deck yeah. three. But they they do, I think they lend themselves to um, mini games, creation around them. They're a good addition. They're an interesting addition. Let's get the balance right so they're not a one hit wonder thing. My thoughts on the trial chambers is the trial spawners. It'll be interesting to know what the cooldown is on how long it is before, you know, you can go back and quote unquote farm them. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting mechanic. Mm -hmm. um, 
along with the well within the trial chambers we also had the copper bulbs i think everyone sort of looked at it as like a new lighting you know cool you know you scrape off the the weathering and it gets brighter but one thing that i feel was missed is it sounds like at the moment this could be a new redstone block in the fact that it is a one block t flip-flop you don't need to constantly power it like a redstone lamp you just send a pulse in and it lights up you send a pulse in again it turns off yeah. so that will be for me you know we got the crafter but we also got that as like a a real compact t flip-flop which i think potentially could have as much an impact as the crafter does uh in new redstone builds uh and really thirdly uh and my last one with the trial chambers is the decorative blocks um it's really good to see the variations of tough and copper i really hope that they bring in iron grates or uh you know a, a variation of some of those copper blocks to be used in more industrial themes as an iron variant whether that will happen uh, only time will tell but hopefully the community can pass that feedback to Mojang. More different blocks, the better for me. And me. Uh, one thing that uh, someone pointed out, um, uh, you know, there's people that dig real deep and uh, speculate like real high. <laughs> Waddles, I'm talking about you. <laughs> Is the copper door. I like those new, the copper door and the uh, uh, trap doors and things like that. I'm really, really glad because that was a complaint, you know, from the Minecraft community. Copper doesn't have enough uses. So I think they listened in that respect. But something about the copper door is it, if you look close at it, it looks like it has a lock of some sort, you know. It does the iron door. I'm not sure. D does the iron no, have some kind of? I don't think it does. does. Also, in these trial chambers, there was the breeze. Now, some people are saying that could be an upgrade or update of, uh, like, the Copper Golem. I'm unsure. Is it, a, is it a passive mob? Is it a hostile mob? Uh, it can, when it blows on things, it can interact with doors, trap doors, uh, buttons, things like that. It, is this considered a hostile mob or, or kind of passive? Uh, I think it, it's definitely going to be a hostile mob. I don't think it's... I, I see it as kind of a boss or a captain, I guess, within the the uh, trial chambers. Um, so we'll, you'll be fighting him and he'll be able to... Or her, and they'll be able to push you towards the traps or into... If you look at the video, there was uh, a slime spawner and another spawner in the background... So I think they're going to be there to sort of really make you think about how you're going to go into combat and how you're going to fight multiple different uh, mobs at the same time because we also know that the these new mob spawners, the trial spawners, aren't going to be easy to break and you might not even necessarily want to break them. So I think it's going to give you that different challenge that we haven't seen before. But all we were shown in these spawners was the two different ones, the Breeze and the Strays, I believe. I'm hoping for different types of spawners um, within these. You know, it, it, 
that it's not just those two. And again, that, I I feel like like it's a Dungeons 2.0 or something like that. There was oh. definitely a slime spawner in that video. A slime spawner. New type yeah. of uh, slime farm coming up, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And I... Efficient. Not as efficient, but if you don't want to go dig in a massive hole for a single player, that might be just enough. Yeah. What I think we're seeing here with this update is they're really continuing on with that get out there, explore, adventure style gameplay. But this time, they also seem to be bringing in a focus on the technical elements. And I like that. Yes, especially with this latest snapshot, we were given the auto crafter. For most people, I seen was what people are really excited about. But that in itself, I think, has to be covered in a, a an episode of its own because uh, there, this thing, this auto crafter, has implications. Some people say it will revolutionize Redstone and 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 Minecraft technical as it is, and some people are skeptical. But let's get into that with our good friend Jurassic's in the next uh, episode. Uh, let's just call it 1.21 Part 2, and uh, let's talk about the Autocrafter. Sounds good to me. Nothing like a good cliffhanger. Yeah, up for that. Well, I mean, standing at the cliff's edge and looking over. We're not actually hanging from the cliff. <laughs> not this, not just yet, anyway. The train hasn't gone that far. It, it's exciting, but, you know, we're just looking over the edge. <laughs> well, I guess on that one, then, nah. We will see you next time to talk about The Crafter. Testing one, two, three, four, five, six. Testing seven or eight, maybe nine, definitely ten. And testing eleven and twelve. Look at that! We can count! <laughs>